Welcome back to After the Midnight, everybody. This week, we're discussing track four off of Endless Summer, Jason, featuring Nikki Flores. And speaking of Nikki Flores, she's actually a special guest on this episode. She's the co-writer of this song. This song started with Tim and Nikki in a writing session together, and then they decided, you know, this might be a midnight song. So we reached out to Nikki, and we asked her how her and Tim met. Hey guys, this is Nikki Flores joining you on After the Midnight Podcast. Alright, I met Tim in 2013, writing for other artists, and a couple of years into writing, he played me um, some tracks that he had started for his own group. Instantly, I like fell in love with it and knew that it was something I needed to be a part of. My parents were both in bands in the 80s and both played synthesizers. That's my mom's Juno back there. And I just grew up around that stuff, drum machines and synths, and it filled a space in me that I didn't know was like missing anything um, when I heard it. And I still feel that way to this day every time I get to be a part of a midnight song. So we also asked her, um, what is Jason about in your mind and did anything help influence the lyrics? Yeah, I mean, one of my best friends that I've had for over 20 years, name is Jason, and he kind of fits the description of the character Jason a bit. (laughs) So I would say it's like slightly influenced by him, but really it was just like singing the word Jason over those chords and the way that that felt, it just felt right. Um, And it completely gave me a clue into what that song was going to be about. It's a story about this guy and just the insatiable longing looking for satisfaction in all the wrong places and never getting it. Um, Just felt like a really, really cool space to exist in over top of that track. So it's interesting to hear her take on that versus another piece that we have that we'll play in the episode where Tyler kind of talks about where he pulled inspiration from his end because as we get into the listen, it's a very back and forth on the vocals. It's very much like they're responding to each other in the song so it's interesting to hear that she took it more from personal experiences whereas i know tyler and the clip that we'll play talks more about how he pulled from a lot of 80s imagery you know there's a lot of iconic characters from 80s movies and the 90s you know early like when i think of jason i think of the red power ranger that's the first thing that comes to, to my mind so it's cool to hear she put a more personal touch on it while tyler created more of a story behind it as opposed to pulling from something personal yeah. And since it started with her, I mean, you probably heard the name and he was thinking, like you're thinking, you know, the Power Rangers, he was thinking of, he was probably thinking, you know, in the 80s, what does this name mean? And it was a popular name in the 80s. A lot of people think this is about Friday the 13th and Jason and that. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, you can definitely make it fit in that world. That's definitely what I thought when I first heard it before, you know, taking a look at the background and before Nikki you know, provided that for us and before hearing Tyler talk about it. My first thought, just especially with how catchy that chorus is and how it gets stuck in your head, I mean, what she's saying there really makes it feel like it's, you know, based on Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th, which, of course, is an awesome throwback to the the 80s. And I've always loved that being the imagery for me because those movies take place at a summer camp. Like, it's a, they're summer movies, you know? They're always set in, like, the middle of the summer, Camp Crystal Lake, stuff like that. So it's cool that with them both having different takes on how they wrote it, obviously with any other Midnight song, you can interpret it a thousand different ways. So it's just, it's awesome when you can do that with a song. The imagery is so good that you can take it, and you know, however, however you want. Also on the song, who we've talked about many times before, is Thomas Edinger. Super killer sax throughout this song, much like Days of Thunder, just really powerful 
on top of the track there. I think of all the Midnight songs, when it comes to this one, the hook and the sax are the two things. Like I, This is probably the song that gets stuck in my head the most out of any one of their songs. I mean, since we've started this entire podcast week after week when I come over here, it's like in the back of my head somewhere Jason is there somehow. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the way that the sax rips through the mix, the solo that we get from Thomas too. It's really, really cool to, to have him be brought back again. I mean, we get two powerhouse features on this song and uh, man, it just makes for such a such a classic. Um, you know, as, as we've now covered Los Angeles and, and Sunset, like I put this one right up there with those in terms of just popularity or songs that you want to show somebody who's maybe never heard the band before. Like this is the perfect one to introduce somebody to the Midnight to, for sure. For sure. Speaking of which, that's how I was introduced to the Midnight. So the day I discovered the Midnight, it was January 6, 2018. I have a tweet. I say, discovered the Midnight LA last night while reading an M83 thread. This is perfect for me to code to. The Reddit thread was M83, Midnight City. So Moomi Lane, M-U-M-I-L-A-N-E. Shout out to you. He said, if you enjoy synthy music and sax solos, I definitely recommend The Midnight. I love their songs Jason and River of Darkness. I know this comment probably won't be seen by a lot of people, but even if just one person enjoys their music, it would really make my day. Shout out to you, because without you, you wouldn't know about them, which in turn means I would not know about them which means we would have no podcast, so that's awesome. So now that we have some, some background on the song and its origins, we heard from, from Nikki about you know the writing process. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, do want to remind you guys once again that we have the stems for the song. What that means is that we have a track-by-track track broken down version of the song, so we can actually isolate every single instrument. So as we go through it, we'll point out some of our favorite sounds, things we haven't heard before, Uh, Maybe some things that you guys have never picked up on. So let's take a listen. Yeah, here's the drums. This is the Spire Soft Block. 
So this is the bass lead here, and then just the regular bass. Thomas Eatinger. reminds me of the years definitely bringing back some of that Japanese influence I feel like a little bit with that sound for some years now and she's a, an amazing singer-songwriter she has put out some stuff and has been signed to various labels throughout the years so she, but she's been working as a writer for years for other people she's written for Christina Aguilera she's just I have a bunch of songs on Jojo's new album so she's she's a working writer and works with a ton of people but she's also besides being a ridiculously amazing vocalist in terms of the technical side of like probably easily the the best vocalist I've worked with just in terms of like pitch and skill and being able to run circles around everyone when it comes to ad-libs and stuff like that and her ear is amazing but she also has amazing taste she doesn't overdo it so she comes from the R&B world um, but we've as I said written a bunch of stuff together and she's just awesome so it was actually just a session between me and Nikki and we actually started it when right when we released the Days of Thunder EP so it's a while it's been sitting there for a while and I was really in the mode of the midnight back then this is like the 
summer of 2014. So we just wrote the first verse, the verse that she's singing on, and uh, the and the chorus, and obviously the ooh part. And we wrote that just being like, ah, this is what I feel like writing, and can we just do something that feels 80s and cool or whatever? And she was like, sure, I'm down. So that idea was sitting there for a while, and um, about six to eight months later is when I had her back in, and we were like, we were written writing or something else, and I was like, wait, what, if, what about if, like, I had an idea, what about if this becomes a midnight song, and I, I had Tyler over. He, this was when he was we were writing Endless Summer and Vampires, and played it to him. And I was like, "Would you mind? Could you do a verse on this? We could maybe do it a duet or whatever." He's like, "Sure, I like it. It sounds cool." And then he wrote the killer verse, and suddenly it was this crazy, awesome duet. And I, I said to Nikki, "You know, would you be down to feature on on it as a midnight song?" She's like, "Fuck yeah!" And by that time, she was a big fan of the midnight too, so she was all down to go from from day one. And uh, that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, it was hard to figure out what that song was about, but then I liked the idea of, you know, the hapless wanderer, this dark, complicated fellow. I had to kind of figure out who Jason was before I uh, wrote my verse, but a year into listening to that song, I preferred Nikki's verse to mine. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, a, a fun, weird little song, and I was glad to meet Nikki. She's a very talented songwriter and got a great voice, and it was cool to work with her. That verse, um, th- those lyrics, it's funny you mention it because me and Nikki were when we wrote her verse and the chorus and uh, I remember coming up with the kind of slightly cheesy chorus idea where it goes oh Jason tell me what you're chasing I said I know this is super cheesy but I kind of like it because it's just a bit over the top it's leaning into what it is so much and she's like no I dig it I totally get it and from my point of view trying to write it's that stereotypical archetype 80s leading guy if, if that makes sense almost a pastiche let's say it's that it could be a horror movie it could be a romantic comedy it could be whatever you want it to be but it's that dude that can't really commit but he's handsome and it's like he's got all the ladies it's that those classic 80s movies that they've become a cliche but they've become a cliche for a reason and I kind of wanted to just do something that really felt like that which is also why I really tried to model the beat around uh, Maniac from uh, Flashdance and a funny little tidbit about Maniac that song uh, by Michael Sambella was actually written for the movie Maniac, which is a horror movie, which is why it sounds a little bit creepy and eerie in some in the verses. And they actually changed the lyrics to fit it in with Flashdance. Not many people know that. I learned some stuff there. I didn't realize that this was the first song after Days of Thunder released that Tim kind of came in and started writing. I'm sure he maybe wrote other stuff for other people, but that this was really the first Midnight song. They didn't know it at the time. It was just him and Nikki's song, but that's cool. For him to say with such conviction, like I was so into the Midnight at that point, it's just so awesome. Like, you know, you pull that back up and it's like, oh yeah, we, you know, we did this at, at some point. And just to hear how he compliments Nikki Flores as a singer too, for her to also be a fan of what he's doing too, you know, like they work together professionally, but she's like, hey, this is really awesome. You're doing this on the side. Like, I, yeah, I'd totally love to be a part of it. Like who knew, you know, back then when they're tracking that stuff out, that it would turn into, you know, such a big iconic song. You know, with that, obviously we've heard from Nikki, we've, we've heard from the guys, we've gone through the song. I think we should hop into the, the demo version. Yep, the demo version again is from the ARG that they did in 2020, and we're listening to it on the Midnight Wiki. See, that's from the Equalizer right there. 
So this is actually a skeleton of the song The Equalizer with Nikki Flores over the top of it. That's pretty awesome. happened is you know he really liked this beat the way it was he changed it more to fit the Jason lyrics later on you know he kept molding it added in the sax it kind of lost a little bit of that like edginess but he he liked how this had started out so I think he like went back and was like I'm gonna remold this into another song in addition to other questions we asked Nick we also asked her you know just what she thought of the midnight you know as a fan as working with them and I really love what she has to say here. I think the Midnight is such a transformative group and they've really like mastered the art of escapism and taking people somewhere else when they listen to their music. That's what I look for in things I wanna to listen to at the end of the day or when I'm driving home. I don't really wanna be present in music. I want it to take me somewhere. And when I'm lucky enough to write or perform with them, it's the same exact feeling. And I feel like Tim and Tyler have just killed it in this space because they've never strayed from who they are as artists. They just have such a clear vision and that's rare. Um, it's been an entire education to just watch them carve out this space and simply for themselves. It's amazing. Awesome. Love this song. I'm really thankful for the person that commented on Reddit and showed this to me. It was awesome to hear from Nikki and her background on the song, how it came about, and Tyler and Tim. Awesome. So yeah, the next song we're going to do is Synthetic. Looking forward to getting into that one. As always, we really, really appreciate the, the love, the support. Appreciate you guys sharing your stories about what these songs mean to you, memories that you have tied to them. Um, if you've had a chance, check out our new series on the channel, Wave React 2. And yeah, man, it's been fun breaking this one down. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you in the next one. Later. Peace.